G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. One of my absolute favourite meals is roast lamb. Fabulous. And it turns out that roast lamb has a whole lot more to do with Easter than chocolate eggs and Easter bunnies. But what's it mean and why is it important? Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond and welcome to the program today as we continue our look at Easter through the rich symbolism of the Old Testament blessing of the Passover. One of my absolute favourite meals is roast lamb. You know, you take this leg of lamb and you throw it in the oven with some herbs and then you slow roast it on a low heat for three or four hours and it comes out so tender, falling apart, it just melts in your mouth. And the juices, you kind of pour them over the meat and they run over on the plate and you dunk some bread in them to soak them up. You're getting the picture here? Roast lamb. What a fantastic meal. And as it turns out, roast lamb has a whole bunch more to do with Easter than chocolate Easter eggs or or those painted hard-boiled eggs we used to do when I was a kid. And we're taking another look at Easter again this week because Easter's a time we're supposed to remember. Remember that amazing gift of grace that happened when Jesus died for us, for you and me, on that cross to pay for our sin. Maybe that word sin jars with you, but it's the word that God uses to describe that consistent human trait of turning our backs on him. And Easter, as we saw last week, that very first Easter, happened at the time of the celebration of the Jewish Passover festival. And that was the time of year that they ate roast lamb. Turns out there was a reason for that. Of course, the Jewish Passover festival that thousands of people had crammed into Jerusalem to celebrate on that first Easter, it was the festival that the disciples and Jesus celebrated with that traditional Passover meal at the Last Supper. This festival goes back 1,300 years before Jesus when Israel was slaves in Egypt and God sent the plagues over Egypt to convince Pharaoh to let God's people go. And the last plague was the death of the firstborn in every household of Egypt. This is how this this plague passed over Israel. God said, tell the whole congregation of Israel that on the 10th day of this month, they are to take a lamb, a lamb for each household. If the household is too small for a lamb, then join with the closest household and the lamb will be divided in proportion to the number of people who eat it. Your lamb will be without blemish, a year old male. You may take it from the sheep or from the goats. You shall keep it until the 14th day of this month. Then the whole assembled congregation of Israel shall slaughter it at twilight. They shall take some of the blood and put it on the doorposts and the lintel of the houses in which they eat it. They shall eat the lamb that same night. They shall eat it roasted over the fire with unleavened bread and bitter herbs. Do not eat any of it raw or boiled in water, but roasted over the fire with its head, its legs and its inner organs. You shall let none of it remain until the morning. Anything that remains you shall burn. It shall be eaten in one house. You shall not take any of the animal outside the house and you shall not break any of its bones. 
It all seems a bit weird to us. But back then, all the nations had their gods and invariably they, they, they executed blood sacrifice of animals as part of their worship. In the case of Israel, though, it wasn't about appeasing God, but rather making sacrifices for their sins to be forgiven. And here God taps into this tradition in a very special way. He gets them to kill this lamb and take the blood and paint it on the doorpost. The door is the place where you come in and out. It's the, the symbol of freedom. And God passes over the Israelites' houses and they don't suffer the loss of their firstborn the way the Egyptians do. They eat the lamb roasted with bitter herbs. They've painted blood on the door. And this is an act of faith in painting the blood and then consuming the sacrifice so that it very literally becomes part of you. And so it is when Jesus comes 1,300 years later, John the Baptist cries out, Behold, look, here is the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. The Easter is about doing away with the sacrifice of lambs and having the Lamb of God, God's only Son, dying once and for all, the final sacrifice. Now, the blood thing's all a bit gruesome to us, but it's rich symbolism to the Jews of that day. We're happy to take the roast lamb, a delight to eat. And that's what God uses here, a lamb. Because Easter, the message of Easter, is the message that the lamb was slain for you and me, and it's a delight to consume. You see the rich symbolism in this? The lamb of the Passover in 1270 BC was a sacrifice that set the Israelites free from slavery in Egypt. And here, the Lamb of God, that first Easter, Jesus, is a sacrifice that sets you and me free from the slavery of our sin. All we have to do is to consume it, to swallow it, to believe it. And just to make sure that we we don't miss this connection between the Lamb of God on the cross and the Passover, It's there to the finest detail. Have a listen in Exodus chapter 12, verse 46. It says, The lamb will be eaten in one house. You won't take any of the animal outside the house, and you shall not break any of its bones. Right? Remember that. Now let's look at an account of the crucifixion of the Lamb of God, Jesus, 1,300 years later in the first century AD, on the cross. When Jesus had received the wine, he said, It's finished. Then he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. Since it was the day of preparation, the Jews did not want the bodies left on the cross during the Sabbath, especially because that Sabbath was a day of great solemnity. So they asked Pilate to have the legs of the crucified men broken and the bodies removed. Then the soldiers came and broke the legs of the first and of the other who had been crucified with him. But when they came to Jesus and saw he was already dead, they did not break his legs. Instead, one of the soldiers pierced his side with a spear and... At once, water and blood came out. Do you see this? Jesus' legs, his bones, were not broken, just like the Passover lamb 1,300 years before. You can't miss it. I want to share something with you today. Maybe all this talk of sacrifice and men being crucified and blood and broken bones makes us a bit squeamish. But strip all that back, and this is what you have. Jesus, the Son of God, the creator of the universe, becomes a man. He humbles himself like a lamb. Can you get any lower than that? And then he allows himself to be falsely accused and crucified and nailed to a cross. This is an ugly message. It's a brutal message. But at the heart of this message is the message of the most amazing grace. You and I, we know that we've done some bad stuff in our lives. We have. And when you stop and you think about it, If you had to front up to God on that day of judgment one day and explain yourself, 
you, you realise, of course, you're in serious trouble. And the only way we can avoid the punishment for our sins and eternity, that's forever, separated from God in hell, the only way is to put our faith in the Lamb of God who came to take away the sins of the world. One day, when I stand before God on that day, and the devil comes to accuse me of this and of that, all the stuff I did, I'll look my God in the face and say, yes, Lord, I did all those things. And that's why I believe in Jesus, the Jesus who died for my sin and rose again to give me eternal life. That's why I believe in the Lamb of God who came to take away the sins of the world. And God, God is a God of his word. His word says that whoever believes in this Jesus will be saved. That's what Easter's about. That's it. Life these days can be tough. And as we pedal hard just to make it through each day, it's just so easy to lose sight of the hope. I mean, the rock-solid certain hope for the future that we have in Christ and Christ alone. That's why I'd love to send you a free copy of my latest life application booklet, More Hope Than You Can Ever Imagine. And with those life application questions at the end of each chapter, you'll be able to chew things over to apply God's Word right into the realities of your life. See, God's Word is alive and active. Amen. So I'm praying that He'll help you through this booklet to live every moment of every day in abundant hope. You can request your free copy right now. Just stop by at ChristianityWorks.com or give us a call toll-free on 1300 722 415 and we'll send it straight out to you in the post. But this is the very last week that this particular booklet will be available, so don't miss out. Again, that's ChristianityWorks.com or 1300 722 415. Hey, thanks so much for joining me. I'm Bernie Diamond, and I'll catch you again same time tomorrow with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.